What's up? Welcome back to Microfamous. We're talking about podcasting versus YouTube. And for those that don't know, I'm a huge proponent of YouTube. I've had really good luck with YouTube over the years. My first podcast actually started as a Google Hangout series that was broadcast and streamed live to YouTube. And so for a long time, uh, Real Estate Uncensored uh, had two thirds of our audience on YouTube rather than on the audio version. And eventually that flipped. But for quite a while, we had really good luck on YouTube reaching new people, having our videos coming up in search results and having our videos being served up on the right side as recommended videos alongside some of the other influencers in the space. And I think over the course of a couple of years, when we were really you know, focusing heavily on YouTube and we streamed all of our episodes there, we put something like 4,000 or 4,500 emails into our list for essentially free. Right. Like we were doing the show. We weren't spending anything on YouTube. We didn't run any YouTube ads. Uh, those are all people that came across us on YouTube and went down a funnel that we built that went from free videos on YouTube over to a lead magnet on our website and to get into our email list. So in very specific circumstances, YouTube and podcasting can work really well hand in hand. But I want to share kind of some tips on that and, and what that means, especially now today when there's a lot more competition on YouTube than there was five years ago. And I also want to talk about whether podcasting and YouTube can work for introverts, and if so, which one is better. So I want to start there. So if you're an introverted coach, consultant, uh, speaker, author, trainer, thought leader type person, podcasting YouTube can both work really well. They both have three things in common that I really like. Number one is they're both time shifted. In other words, content can be recorded, edited, and then published you know, weeks, maybe even months apart, right? You can, you can record something today and publish it three months from now on YouTube. And as long as you don't mention something that's timely, nobody would know the difference. Same thing with podcasting. The second thing that they have in common is they're both optimizable. In other words, the final product of a YouTube video or uh, a podcast episode can be broken down into small pieces and optimized one piece at a time. Every part doesn't have to be perfect in real time. So if you want to have you know, a perfect intro for your podcast, great. You can tinker with it until it's absolutely perfect. And then you can do a perfect mid-roll commercial. And then you can, you, know, you can do your YouTube videos the same way. You can break it up into chunks. I've seen people do their YouTube videos to where they deliver one line at a time or a half a line. Uh, I've seen people, you know, do so many jump cuts in their videos that you get whiplash because they've they've obsessed over every line. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but the bottom line is it's not a real time form of content. So they're both very, very optimizable. That's a good thing. Number three is they both have a long shelf life. So both podcasts and YouTube videos can be found months and years later. One of the interesting things that we find when we dig into the stats of our client shows is that when a new episode comes out, let's say they get a thousand downloads that day, you know, 500 downloads will be that new episode that came out and 500 other downloads will be from people going back into previous episodes, sometimes as many as a year or two years old or even beyond that. And uh, same thing with my YouTube channel for, for the real estate podcast. We have videos from 2015 and 2016 that just for whatever reason, SEOed really well and still get hundreds of views a month. So they can both do really well uh, in terms of the shelf life. So both of them are time shifted, optimizable and have a long shelf life. Those are very good. Um, and because they are, you know, optimizable, for example, it's not real time content. It actually works really well for introverts, because if you're the type that needs to think to speak, as one of my clients puts it, if you're a think to speak kind of person, both of these platforms allow you to do that really well. Uh, I'll give an example just for this episode. I have an outline for this episode that I wrote this morning. I knew what I wanted to talk about, but rather than me having to get on and just ad lib the whole thing, I was able to write out an outline and I'm following an outline. 
So for me as an introvert, this works really well. And this could be a podcast or a YouTube video either way. But regardless of the format, I'm able to kind of follow an outline for myself because I think to speak. And so if that's you, the, both of these platforms work really, really well for introverts. Now, what's the difference between the two? So I want to talk a little bit about the four, you know, four reasons why you'd want to publish video versions of your podcast, even if you have no intention to put them on YouTube or, or really focus on growth out of your YouTube channel, right? Because those are two very different things. Taking a podcast that you record on Zoom, like I do, and putting those versions on YouTube is very different from growing a quote unquote YouTube channel. And the advice that you get from the folks who do tell you to grow a YouTube channel is going to be correct for that context not going to be good advice for those that are putting their podcast on video. So those are two very different things. So let's start with number one. Why, why would you want to put your video versions uh, of your podcast out there and in public, uh, even if you're not, you know, quote unquote, growing a YouTube channel? So number one thing is you want to build deeper relationships with the guest by recording on video. I've done a ton of podcast interviews, uh, probably over 100 at this point, just in the last year, year and a half. So when I go on as a guest, it really bugs me when I can't see the other person. It changes the energy. Uh, I mean, there's podcasts that come out that I don't even remember being on. And I, when I'll look back and I'll realize, oh, it's because we didn't record on video. I can't picture them. So I have no real great relationship with the host. You know, uh, the, the ones that I remember the most are the ones where I can look them in the eye. I can see their body language. I can see what they're like. I can see if they're an introvert or an extrovert. I can see what we have in common. I can see how they present themselves and carry themselves. So to me, that's one of the best reasons to do your podcast on video, even if you don't have any intention to necessarily publish the video version, is just to build a deeper relationship with your guests. So that's number one. Number two is if you're selling something that's really personally delivered, like you know, business coaching, where it's you one-on-one -on -one with the client or in-person consulting to a company, something like that. I would say, I would recommend that you publish the video version of your podcast on your website at the very least. So your audience can build a deeper connection with you. Again, that doesn't mean you have to put it on a YouTube channel. For all I care, you can put it on Vimeo and just embed it in your website. The point being, you want somebody to hear not just your voice, you want them to see who you are. You know, I, I love podcasting. I love the audio format. And there's something about being in somebody's ear. But people still want to see what you look like and what your body language is like, especially if they're going to fork over thousands of dollars to hire you as a coach or consultant. So in those specific cases where you're selling something high ticket and it's delivered by you, I want you publishing video, even if it's only available on your site, so your clients can see who you're expecting them to hire. Let's move on to number three. If you're streaming podcast episodes as a live show straight to YouTube, and then you're ripping the audio out of that and turning that into a podcast, that can work really well. That's a good reason to have your podcast recorded and broadcast on video. Um, again, I've done that for years, both on Google Hangouts. I've done it on Facebook Live. We've done Facebook Lives into Facebook groups. We've done, uh, I think now we're using StreamYard. And so we're simulcasting into Facebook and to, uh, to YouTube. Uh, remains to be seen whether that's really super effective. I, I, don't, I don't see a huge difference. Um, I mean, it's nice that our videos go straight to YouTube, but I don't think YouTube is necessarily doing us any favors like they were when we were using Google's platform to stream live uh, straight into YouTube. Um, and I've noticed some other folks say that about Facebook. 
um, that if you use an outside platform to broadcast into Facebook, you don't get as good a results and, and Facebook doesn't seem to favor it as well. So again, that's part of the overall push that I see all of social media making, which is to get you on your device, creating content specifically for their platform in real time and engaging in real time on their platform as much as humanly possible. That's what they are going to reward. And so if you think that broadcasting in five different places is going to help you, I would say eh, maybe. Right. But if you're taking one platform and you're putting all of your effort there, like YouTube and you and you broadcast your podcast episodes streaming directly into YouTube, I think that can be really effective still. So that's number three. Fourth reason you might want to do a video version of your podcast, even if you have no intention to, to grow a YouTube channel, is that video really feeds everything else in the podcast promo system that we would recommend, right? So for like for what we do for clients, we take authentic screenshots out of their Zoom recordings, and that's what goes into their promo emails, as opposed to like a worked up super professional uh, promo graphic that, that goes on social media. What goes into their email is a super authentic screen grab from their Zoom recording that shows them and the guests having a, an amazing time together, like big smiles, big body language, stuff like that. Without that Zoom recording, you don't have any of that raw material to pull any authentic screenshots for your promo emails. You also don't have anything that you can turn into highlight clips for YouTube and social media. So starting with a video version makes everything in your promotional system easier and more compelling. So that's the fourth reason. All right, so that's why you might want to take a podcast and record it on video and make that video public, even if you're not trying to grow a YouTube channel. Now let's talk about the, the flip side of that. Those are the benefits of publishing video versions of your podcast. What are the cons? Well, number one thing is that if you're trying to grow a YouTube channel and you're publishing full length, 45 to 60 minute episodes of your podcast on YouTube and you're a new channel, odds are it's not going to help. In other words, you're going to get slammed by YouTube because your videos are going to get, you know, 10%, 15% of the watch time. And YouTube looks at that and goes, oh, that's not a very engaging video. That They could be watching 15 minutes out of a 60-minute video, but YouTube interprets that as, oh, they watched 25% of the video, must not been that great. So I would love to see YouTube make some adjustments on that because I don't think that's really true. Uh, on the back end of my YouTube channel for the real estate podcast, our average watch time is 12 minutes and our average episode is 45 to 60 minutes. Now, getting somebody to spend 12 minutes with you is pretty darn good. Now, it's got not as good as podcasting where they spend 30 to 45 minutes with you, but it's still pretty good. It's way better than you'll get by running YouTube ads, um, you know, Facebook videos and things like that. So, you know, long views on YouTube have their place. You know, Rogan runs long videos like there's people that make it work. But what I've heard is for new brand new channels, it really does hurt you because you have to supplement that with a bunch of other videos that do get super high engagement in order so that your long videos don't hurt you. And, it, and that just takes a lot of work to put up those smaller videos. So the second reason that you might not want to publish video versions of your podcast is that YouTube has become extremely competitive. In other words, there are specialists who are building brands in your space, probably, that are building YouTube channels specifically. They're not just publishing video versions of their podcast. Well, anytime you create content that's specifically for one platform, it's going to do better than content that's repackaged for that platform from somewhere else. So if you're going up against in your space, on YouTube, someone who is making YouTube their number one thing, odds are YouTube is going to favor them. Their videos that are built specifically for YouTube are going to outperform yours that are repackaged for YouTube. Okay. So that's the second reason to not publish video versions of your podcast. The third reason is that new channels need traffic to grow so that they get kind of get over the hump and get enough credibility to where YouTube starts serving you up in recommendations or search results. And what I mean by traffic is that you have to tell people 
hey, I just put out a new YouTube video, go watch it, and people actually have to follow you and go do that. <laughs> now, that sounds like an easy thing, except that you got to remember, you're trying to drive traffic other places too, such as your you know show on Apple Podcasts or your website, which I would argue if you're a coach or a consultant, it's way more important to send people there than to divide your traffic up into three, four, seven, ten different places and send people to all these different platforms. Now, there's a lot of marketers that disagree with me on that. That's fine. Um, but my perspective on it is that for the most part, that's not additional traffic. So when you tell people, hey, I just put a podcast up and it's up in 17 different places, you don't get 17 times the traffic. You're taking mostly the same traffic and you're splitting it up into 17 different platforms. I would rather all of that traffic go to one place if I had the, the choice. So really what you're doing is you're just taking a lot of the traffic that you have that could be going to Apple Podcasts and to your website where you want them to go and you're offering them a third option by telling them to go to YouTube, really what you're doing is diluting the traffic to the other two places that you want them to go. It's not additional traffic. That's, that's a hard thing for people to agree with because it feels like extra traffic, but it's not. And so you have to remember that in order to get a new YouTube channel to grow, you're going to have to send people there and if you're sending people there, those are people that are potentially not going to your podcast on Apple Podcasts or they're not going to your website where you actually have the most control over their experience and the biggest opportunity to put something in front of them that they will actually buy. YouTube does not make it super easy for people to buy. In fact, what YouTube wants you to do is get them to watch another YouTube video because you got to remember they're in it for themselves and not for you. So you just have to keep in mind that that's a, that's a potential downside of publishing your video on YouTube is that you feel the pressure to send traffic there and traffic that you send to YouTube is potentially traffic you're losing from Apple Podcasts and your website. So that's the third downside. Now, that brings up a really good question, which is, okay, well, can a podcast and a YouTube channel coexist? And of course, we produce, for most of our clients, uh, video versions of their podcasts. And so I know that, that the answer is absolutely yes, they can coexist. But here are a few tips that I found in order to do it the right way. So number one is to use YouTube for tactical content. Use podcasting for more strategic content. That's a really good way to use both of them in concert together. What that allows you to do is create short tactical videos that are specifically made for YouTube. You can choose you know, to publish those on your podcast or not. But then keep your longer, more strategic content, like your you know 10 to 15 minute and over type of content. Keep that on your podcast where people have longer attention spans. I would use YouTube for things that are under 10 minutes, short three to five minute tactical videos or maybe eight to 10 minute uh, videos where you get into a little bit of strategy, but not too much. I mean, odds are people are not going to watch huge chunks of your podcast on YouTube. I know in some sectors that's growing. There's a recent study that came out that said that YouTube is the I don't know, second most popular platform for uh, podcast consumption. Um, but I'm not seeing that borne out in the numbers in terms of people just letting it run for hours on YouTube like they do with a po Apple podcast app, like while they're at the gym or driving and things like that. So I would separate it out into tactical content for YouTube, longer strategic content for your podcast. What that does is it gives you the best opportunity for growth on YouTube, right? Because YouTube brings new people in with the tactical content, and then you can use that to point them to the podcast, and the podcast delivers that kind of deeper, more strategic content that will convert them into ideal clients over time. So separate it out, tactical for YouTube, strategic for podcasting. That's how I would do it. The second thing is just really practical. Keep your long podcast videos. If you're going to put them on YouTube, keep them as unlisted and embed them in your website. And then uh, if you want to encourage people to share links, and if you get people asking like, hey, I, I want to share this with somebody, tell them to share it from your website, not from YouTube. 
So by keeping your long podcast video versions unlisted on YouTube, it means they're not showing up on your channel and people aren't clicking play and then bouncing out of, you know, out of the episode after two minutes and showing up as like 2% watch time on YouTube and hurting all of your other videos. So by keeping those unlisted and then just embedding them on your website, you're making them available to people that go to your website. And some people are going to click and watch there so they get the benefits of the video. But odds are you're not trying to get all of your traffic to go to a longer video where most of them are going to bail out, you know, way before it gets to 50% uh, of watch time. So that's the second thing. Keep your videos, if you're going to put them, uh, you know, your longer episodes or your interview episodes, keep them as unlisted on your on your YouTube channel. The third thing is don't launch a podcast and a new YouTube channel at the same time and then split your traffic between the two. Focus on one at a time so you can send all of your calls to action to one platform at a time. So when we launch a client, uh, oftentimes, yes, we're, we're putting their video versions of their podcast on YouTube. We, we do recommend that they're unlisted, but not every client uh, agrees with that. Um, but what we do is we never split the traffic up right away. We send everybody to Apple Podcasts with a secondary option of going to Spotify for those that don't have iPhone devices. And if I had my choice, I wouldn't even do that. Like if, if Apple Podcasts, if they made their app available on every platform, uh, like, uh, like Android devices, I wouldn't even give people another option other than Apple Podcasts. I would send all the traffic to one place, right? Because you want the maximum number of eyeballs in one place, hitting subscribe, right? That's what gives you the best chance for Apple to start serving you up as a recommendation alongside other podcasts that people enjoy and alongside other you know search results for the types of podcasts that your people are searching for. So we never, ever, ever, when we launch a new client, split their traffic up 17 different ways. We tell them it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and your favorite app. Right. That way, if people go, oh, well, I listen on iHeartRadio. Great. It's there. Right. But we don't tell them and try to split the traffic up 17 different ways. We definitely don't tell them, hey, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube and here and there and 17 other places. I want them going to one place. Right. Because odds are they're only going to follow through on probably one thing. So if I can choose what that one thing is, we can get as much traffic funneled into one place and give us the best chance of having legit success, credibility, ratings and reviews, all that stuff all in one place. So I would recommend if you're going to you know, do a podcast and a YouTube channel, can they coexist? Absolutely. But I wouldn't launch them together. All these things kind of explain why this podcast, Microfamous, is not on its own YouTube channel as of yet. Why? Because when I'm going to do it, I'm going to launch it separately. I'm going to have a segmented list where I drive traffic to that YouTube channel that's separate from the rest of my list, right? So that I'm not diluting traffic from multiple places. And I'm going to do short tactical videos for YouTube that have a chance at drawing in new traffic. And then I'm going to send them to other videos. But every video is going to have an opportunity to get into my email list because that's the most important thing. What YouTube wants is for me to get them to watch more videos. What I want is to use YouTube to get free emails. So two very different goals. So yes, I want to send them to other YouTube videos. However, I would want to use every single video as an opportunity for them to get into my email list and send them to some type of opt-in. So that's very important. That's what I will do when I go to launch like a micro famous type of YouTube channel. So that's why this podcast is not already on YouTube because I'm building up the audio part of it. And because I'm focusing almost entirely on strategic stuff first, and I'll get to the tactical stuff later. And when I do, I'll be creating tactical content for YouTube first, and I'll decide in the moment uh, based on what the content and the length is, I'll decide on whether I'm going to release those videos 
as audio versions on this podcast. So that's what I'm doing for YouTube. That's what we recommend for clients for YouTube. There's a huge, huge difference between putting your podcast first versus putting the YouTube channel first. And if you're going to look to YouTube for growth, right, to bring in people for free by YouTube putting you in front of people for free, you have to put YouTube first. Right. If you're going to look at your podcast and look at that as the main driver of growth and you have to put the podcast first. Right. Any content that isn't created specifically for the platform it's on is is not going to compete well against content that's created specifically for that platform. So put one platform first, create your content specifically for that platform, and then you make the decision on whether you want to repackage it and how. And remember to adjust your expectations accordingly. Right. If you're going to put your podcast first, which is what we recommend in almost all cases, Putting your podcast first, that means putting the YouTube channel second, which means you have to have your expectations in line. And if one of your competitors or one of your friends goes and starts a YouTube channel and they put the YouTube channel first and they get all kinds of amazing growth, say, great, I'm happy for you. That's awesome. But don't go try to chase them, right? Because the difference between putting your YouTube channel first and your podcast first, they're, they're two very different things and they're going to yield two different results. So adjust your expectations, focus on which one is going to, you're going to make the priority and then put the other one second and recognize that it's not going to get as good a results there being in second place as going head to head with somebody who's putting it in their first place and really making it a priority for them. Okay. So that's how I see podcasting and YouTube channels coexisting uh, in the world all under one brand. It absolutely does work very well. Uh, but if you want to use a YouTube channel for growth, you really do have to prioritize the YouTube channel first and then pick and choose which videos you take and pull out the audio from and turn into podcast episodes. So that's my view on podcasting versus YouTube. They're both amazing channels for introverts. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're curious about launching a podcast, obviously reach out to us, get in touch. That's what we do. That's what our agency does and our done for your service. We launch and produce podcasts for uh, coaches, consultants, speaker, author, trainers, and thought leaders. So if that's you, obviously reach out. And if you have some questions about your own YouTube channel and which one you should prioritize, then definitely get onto a brainstorm call with us. We're happy to walk you through that. Look at your idea for your, your show and see if it's something that would be better prioritized on podcasting, like it's strategic content, or if it's super tactical stuff that would do really well on YouTube, we can help you figure out which one you should prioritize. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I know this went deep on some stuff, but hopefully you got a ton of value out of it. And we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous.